This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You're listening to the Deeply Graphic Design Cast, the show about all things design, from the creative side to the business side and all points in between. Follow the show on Twitter at Wes McDowell. Want the gang to answer your question on an upcoming episode? Send in your listener question to questions at thedeependdesign.com or via Twitter using hashtag DGDC. Here are your hosts. Wes McDowell in Chicago. Mikhail Morrison in Seattle. Nick Longo in Los Angeles. All right, back together again. We missed uh, you, Mikhail. We were at uh, Adobe Max and, of course, in L.A., few weeks back and we missed you was it a few weeks ago now i guess I like a week and a few half weeks so. ago but it was yeah week and a half potato potato same thing it ended last yeah. wednesday so time yeah, is so just it's... flying time is just flying yeah right. i know oh my gosh but when we... we started talking about it and prepping like you know if i could figure it out and all the logistics that feels like it was forever ago i know <laughs> and then it just came around like ridiculously quick i was yeah. like and, that, yeah, and then it was it over just as fast, but we man, we missed having you there. It was a, oh, a fun little you. fun little trip. How was your trip, by the way? Yeah, I missed being with you guys there. I don't ever want that to happen again. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Never leave me alone again. <laughs> it was great. It was a great getaway. It wasn't, honestly, to be totally frank with you guys, it was not the best timing of Velray's life for me to leave for five full days, you know? Um, oh. But, but it did work out, all things considered. Jason took all the time off work, and he was Mr. Mom. And he did beautifully, um, you know, with some snags here and there. It's not, you know, you can't, it's, it's not bragging material. You just can't replace Mom. It's it's just kind of a thing. Like, right. I'm the one with the set of boobs. I breastfeed. <laughs> There's comfort with all of that. It's just the way it goes. I mean... He did really beautifully considering that. And you could tell they bonded. Like, he's more hands-on since I got home. It's cool. It's, yeah, it's a good thing. Um, but, yeah, mid-80s, low-90s, by the pool every day. It was, uh, it was nice. Yeah, it was, it was, I wouldn't say it was definitely not that hot in L.A., but it was perfect, like, 75 almost. Was it? Oh, time. that is perfect. Yeah. But very cold inside the convention center on that first day. Oh, was like, it? I was, they gave us all these hoodies, and I was just like yeah, really? wrapped up into mine. <laughs> yeah, oh, I want to see what, then, they, what the apparel giveaway was this, this yeah. year. Well, the funny thing is, coming back on the plane, coming back yeah. from L.A. to Chicago, there was like everyone was wearing the, the oh. that, that shirt. And the funny thing is, on the back, it says something about creativity for all. And when everyone's wearing the same thing, it starts... It's a little less creative at that point. <laughs> sure. Yeah. It's like getting sure. on the plane yeah. where everyone's got it. It was just kind of a ironic. Yeah. It's super That's comfortable, funny. though. It's very, very, very comfortable, soft. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, so you missed a good time, Mikkel. But this episode is going to give you a little bit of a taste and our listeners yeah, a taste. Yeah, basically what we're going to call this episode is Best of Max. You know, we, cool. yeah. we had, um, you know, what we always talk about is one of our favorite things they do is the sneaks which is basically yeah. them coming out and all the, the developers kind of sharing what they've been working on, like these top secret projects. 
that are eventually going to be possibly dropped into programs you already use, or possibly they'll make a new program, but like all these really, really cool innovations that they come up with where it's just a lot of oohs and ahs from the from all the nerds in the audience like us, you know, who like yeah. geek out on all that stuff. So um, we geek we out do... and then we always give them a shit time for just being all talk. They never, you know, that nothing, none of this stuff ever really furthers itself 100%. I mean, compared to everything that they introduce, we always give them a hard time about that too. Yeah, yeah but like, but there was a few things that they kind of showed from past years in Sneaks that have made it into programs yeah, now. So. Um, yeah, it's, it's cool stuff. And some of it is not even that design related. Some of it's more video or audio based, but still really cool stuff that I think, um, our listen our listeners would enjoy hearing about. Um, so we'll talk about that in a little bit, but before we get to the meat of the episode, we got to give a little, little love to Skillshare because that is the way, you know, other than going and getting a four year degree, which costs a lot of money, as we know. Uh, this is the best way to actually just brush up and learn stuff that you can start using today. So Skillshare is an online learning community with thousands of classes for creators, designers, uh, small business, creative small business owners like ourselves. And you can take classes in just about anything you can think of, whether it's design related or running your freelance business related. So in, in honor of, you know, Adobe Max, I just pulled up Photoshop here as a, as a keyword. They've got... The first one here is showcase your artwork, make your own mock-ups in Adobe Photoshop. That's like less than an hour, teaches you how to do that. Then we've got Adobe Photoshop Creative Cloud Advanced Training Course. That's like 14 hours worth. Like if you didn't know Photoshop today, you would know Photoshop by the end of that class. Damn. Be, yeah, so. That's a lot. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> you can learn it all here, guys. So they've got you covered, um, whether you're picking up a new skill just for your day job or um, learning a whole new software. It's all, all here. So, um, I love using it myself. I've taught myself so many things from Facebook ads just to like pricing strategies. So, um, join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for our listeners. Get two months of Skillshare for free. That's right. They're offering our listeners two months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. So to sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash deep end. Again, go to Skillshare.com slash DeepEnd to start your two months now. That's Skillshare.com slash DeepEnd. All right, so we're about to get into the uh, – we're going we're gonna to cut away to a section of Adobe, of, at Adobe Max where I – because Nick was in another session and interviewing a future guest in an episode uh, yep. we'll show, have a few months from now. Uh, we won't step on that. But me and Nick's two students – who were delightful. It was yeah, we, we chatted. And Brooke, I believe, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. They were great. So what we did is the two, the three of us sat in one of those like fancy Adobe uh, recording booths and just went over all the sneaks. What are this is the day awesome. after, so it was fresh in our mind. We talked yeah. about what we saw, our initial thoughts about it, um, and they were just they were great to chat to about it. And I think that yeah. you guys listening are gonna enjoy the conversation. Last night they were like, "Hey, um, don't I don't want to like bug you, but like, when's that episode coming out? Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Their cute. their podcast debuts. I can't. Oh wait. yeah, <laughs> it's coming out pretty quick here. So let's go ahead and cut to that. All right, I am here in the Adobe Broadcast booth with Brooke. What's your last name, Brooke? Hamilton. Oh, Hamilton. And Narek Magnetian. Uh, 
That's what she said. So, <laughs> you, the, you guys are Nick's students, correct? Yes, yeah. we are. Yeah. Awesome. So I'm glad to be talking with you guys about the sneaks. So for anyone listening who doesn't know what the sneaks are, it's kind of the best part of Adobe Max, if you ask me. It's basically where um, all the, the nerdy uh, devs, talk. they come out from their cubicles and they talk about all the things they've been working on that are top secret until now, until they reveal them. And basically these are things that um, they're not, part of any actual software programs yet, but they are in beta testing and they may surface in some of the programs you already use, like Photoshop, Illustrator. And actually a lot of them are uh, audio, like audio things and video things. So we're not just talking about Photoshop today. So we're gonna just talk about all of them in order and you get you guys' thoughts awesome. on them as, as designers. So the first one is called Project All In. and. Uh, do you guys want to, and you, either one of you want to describe that one? All right, so this project was uh, basically when you take a picture or if you're with your significant other, for example, that the developer used in, when she was presenting the idea um, and you don't have anyone to take your picture for you, so they have Adobe Sensei, I think that's what they call it, to um, allow them to be placed together to take separate photos of each other in the same background and then uh, instead of taking a really long time to use Photoshop and Photoshop the two images together uh, it automatically does it for you. Yeah so what did you think of this? I thought this was a great idea. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I think it was probably one of the stronger ones uh, in terms of um, the projects they showed us and um, the whole concept of I mean uh, it looked complicated with the code and everything, but obviously it's going to look much more like seamless when it's finished. But it, like the usability, I could see someone actually using this. Yeah. Someone probably who might not even have Photoshop skills, they could use this very easily. Nice. Yeah, it's the kind of thing too where they, we're, we like to think of all these software programs as being finalized and all shiny and new. But yeah, we're looking at like pretty uh, bare bones code when we're, when yeah. we're watching these things. But it was amazing how just the, the AI can basically detect what's missing from one photo and then add it into another one. She even did one where the family. the family, so it was her husband and two kids in the photo. Then she got in the photo with the, one of the kids that was in the first photo. Yeah. So it already knew that this little kid was in the first one so they didn't need to replace that kid they deleted that kid yeah even though from existence like back to the future yeah yeah (laughs) but then (laughs) yeah (laughs) but yeah then they just added the only missing element which was her right into it Mm -hmm. i guess the only thing is you kind of need to be the camera basically i think has to be stationary more or less yeah and show like the same scenes so but i thought it was pretty cool all right so the next one was called project sweet talk so these are obviously all unofficial like code names <laughs> yeah. that they've given to these yeah. things. It's not like a new software. So, um, oh, by the way, John Mulaney was uh, assisting Paul Tranny in the the, yeah. the presentation. Do you guys do you guys like uh, Nick, uh, John Mulaney? <laughs> no, he was really he was a really good host yeah. to have yeah. for sure. Keep it light and yeah, fun, his, and his comedy was very like it was very important because. They're all talking about technical terms and everything, and he's like so outside of our realm. Yeah. But like, so it makes it makes it that much more. I find it funny when like he would make a joke, and then the developers would just completely ignore the joke <laughs> and continue. Yeah. Oh, it was yeah, yeah. that's great. It's, <laughs> yeah, because like they are not 
they've not taken improv classes yeah. probably. And yeah. he's like, <laughs> yeah, he's on point saying something funny. And they're just like, anyway, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we're just going to say the next thing in my script here. But no, so projects we talk, getting back to business, is uh, I this might have been my favorite one. Mm-hmm. So basically what this does, and again, this is, uh, I mean, I guess it works for uh, designers. Because all you really need yeah, is sure. a flat file. Mm-hmm. Like, it can be a painting. Like, they showed it with an old, like, Van Gogh painting. Van Gogh painting. They showed one with just kind of a cartoon character. Yeah. And it's just like sketch. a drawing, just a sketch. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the, the cat on a napkin. Yeah, yeah. And then you record voice, and it magically makes the mouth move that, and yeah. the eyes. I don't know how they do that. That's Sense, Sensei magic. Yeah. Sensei magic. Yeah. yeah. It's going to put some animators out of a job, yeah. probably, because it looked pretty good, like the way they did it. So, and I, yeah, I mean, I would have said if you asked me, like, oh, it has to be like a vector file, and you mm-hmm. have to like specify the mouth and it has to be a separate layer but no like literally a van gogh painting (laughs) yeah they made talk so that was pretty cool do you guys ever see yourselves using something like that um maybe because like the thing you said about this is like before i would have probably never thought of it because i don't know animation or anything like that like i couldn't draw all those frames or probably do all that technical stuff but now i can i i make vector drawings or vector illustrations all the time using Illustrator. Mm-hmm. So maybe now I have this added thing or where I just have to uh, record some audio and I can make that vector drawing talk, which is, it could be like another asset I can have or some content I can produce. So I, I think it's a cool thing that it's not just limited to animators that a designer like myself or anyone else could use. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I <laughs> I completely agree with what Narek said. Um I think it's going to be awesome, especially for an educational purposes, um, to get kids. I, that's what I think would be useful for it is to get kids more like, mm-hmm. yeah, in, like interested yeah. in, in learning yeah. things. I, like the They're just going to make like Dora say dirty things, it, though. I think <laughs> is all they would do with it. <laughs> That'll be like the the actual application when kids start using it. But um, no, I think this, this I think was my favorite one. No offense to any of the others, but I really enjoyed that one. So. All right, so um, the, Im- the oh the next one is this pretty one, cool yeah, too. Yeah, this one I really like. This I really one. was confused with this one at the beginning because it just it literally looks like an image that you can yeah. find on Google. Well, so it's called Project Image Tango. Now l- buckle in, kids who are just listening to this, because it's going to be hard to c- describe. So the, the 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 developer who made this, she came out and she drew a bird, like just a sketch of a bird, outline only, pretty much. Then. She takes a photo or gets a stock photo of a bird. And it basically what it does is it takes the feathers and the background, really. It took the whole mm-hmm. image and it made a, her sketch, like the exact uh, outline, outline the, the way it was drawn, the angle of it. And they basically took the, what, they, what they found from the, the photo of the bird in the background and they applied it to her sketch to where it was like a whole new bird. It literally yeah. looks like an image that you could find on Google, but yeah. this bird obviously doesn't yeah, exist. It doesn't, it, it, the real, it's so realistic that if the colors, the shadows, everything, it's like it, it looks like she might have just found another photo, but like it doesn't exist. This photo didn't, doesn't, yeah. didn't exist before, and that's like the sensei using AI, and it's like this magic that. Yeah, and she had like what was it a, a drawing of a dress or like she found was, a black dress it was photo. A dress that she liked, yeah, f- but she didn't like the pattern yeah so then yeah. She, yeah she found patterns pattern that she she liked, liked. Yeah. and it came out with all these different images 
of different styles yeah, yeah. dress yeah. that was similar to that style of dress. And I it looked photorealistic. Yeah. 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 And oh, by the way, it wasn't like she got these like seamless patterns. No. It was like a purse. Complex. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was just like a purse with a pattern on it. It wasn't like an here's actual a pattern yeah. image. Yeah. And they looked real. And yeah. you can specify like how many of them you want. It'll make variations. Yeah. And you can, yeah, just choose like the number of variations, the size. And it did, it did the purse one, it did like three different sizes, like the different colors. So. Mm-hmm. And it only took a couple of seconds, which was like the crazy thing. Yeah. And like in terms of going back to design, it's like when you're prototyping or let's say a client wants something done in this like a specific texture, but obviously you can't go and have that texture produced. So you can just use something. You can find a picture. You can put that texture on that box or that shirt or whatever they want. Mm-hmm. And then if they like that look, then you can go to production and go progress so it's, it's like yeah. another cool thing yeah. it's really cool it'll be interesting to see how and when that shows up in real life um but yeah super cool stuff um okay so the next one is uh, this one's kind of cool too <laughs> <laughs> really cool. yeah okay, this one might be my favorite okay yeah. it's called project go figure and what it does this is definitely a video application so it's basically uh if you have a like a cartoon figure they i i don't know was this done in like premiere or like after Effects? I don't know. Can you tell what after that? Effects. Yeah. After Effects? Okay. So it's you, you've got a figure that you've kind of, you've got the manipulate, the manipulatable, <laughs> malleable limbs, I don't know, <laughs> that you would have to normally animate one by one for those different keyframes, different access points. Mm-hmm. But what he did is he's, the, the developer just took a video of himself kind of walking in a cartoon style and then applied the, that movement to the animated character that he drew it's pretty this one is cool i mean he took the video using his phone he wasn't wearing a special like green screen outfit he was he didn't have the outfit with the balls or anything he just took a (laughs) yeah like the the white the green yeah yeah, yeah. i don't even motion capture motion capture yeah yeah. so so he like it looked like he just walked out of his house and took a video of himself walking slowly and then he he had this graphic or this drawing of like himself and then he just the video and applied it to the graphic and then the, the animation started walking as he was walking in the video yeah it's pretty game changing stuff like if you're an animator um, you know and people could be talking about like is this gonna replace the need for animators probably not but it definitely makes your job as an animator yeah. quicker and easier just watching this makes the future look amazing when it comes to making films mm-hmm. especially like you think yeah. about how how much goes into someone dressing up in their outfit and then they have to do the whole I don't even know I'm not a video person but from from the images that I see with the behind the scenes video games or cartoons or anything yeah I mean and it's putting the power of this into uh, everyday creators hands because up till now you know you're seeing like these Star Wars movies that uh, I've never seen a Star Wars by the way but I've heard <laughs> same here <laughs> neither, <laughs> neither oh, have I n- none of us <laughs> oh my god that's crazy there's never been three people at a nerd conference before who've never seen Star Wars people are writing in angrily I know. <laughs> wow okay but I do know that they like you know Carrie Fisher died a few years ago but they were able to basically put her back yeah. in mm-hmm. the sequel but now it's getting to the point where you know filmmakers like Student filmmakers mm-hmm. can do that kind yeah. of stuff too, so it's pretty. Um, it is pretty unbelievable. All right, so the next, this one is. This co- one's so cool. Ah, every t- everyone we see is like, <laughs> oh, this one's cool. It's like all coming back to us. 
Uh, it's called Project Right Li- Light, Light Right. Right. Yeah. Do you want to tell us about this? Um, Do you remember this one? This one. Okay. He started off by showing a picture he took on a vacation. It was like a coastal picture, and then he showed the the after, like the, he showed the before and the after, and the after one looked. It had a, like a deep sunset. All the colors were perfect. But the one he took, it was like kind of like a like a 12 p.m. shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, shadows are like very like harsh. The lighting is not that great. Yeah, the not very romantic. And then basically <laughs> using that some of that sensei magic, he, and then he just shows like how you can you can even move the sun in the like you can change the shadows. So if you had shadows that were all to the left and they're like harsh, you can like move around where the sun might be and the shadows will literally move in the picture. And, yeah. yeah, and we're talking about like a, a really complex cliff system with like all these different things jutting out and like houses on it, and the sun is moving around, and it's taking all these little nooks into into account. It's crazy. And changing the shadows. Yeah, the shadows, it's it's yeah. basically a tool where you can replace the sun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can replace the direction of where the sun's, sun's coming from. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, this has great Im- implications for photographers because if you were to, you know, n- it's like almost you don't, you no longer need to like wait for that magic hour of 5 p.m. to... I just went to a, a session where there was a photographer talking about how they have to be so patient and waiting for like the right lighting mm-hmm. and like the right kind of position of where the shadows are all going to come from and with this tool they don't have to do that anymore so yeah yeah it's pretty cool and you showed like a lot of examples too like one of like a kind of a was like a church with like all these different uh you know domes inside even like the trees yeah like the light shining through the trees oh yeah so complex all the details it's yeah so complex but it came out came out great so this next one is pretty cool it's for like mostly for illustrator i think uh it's called project glow stick and basically in a nutshell what they were talking about is how uh in the past you'd have to make these complex gradients with the mesh tool in order to get you know light sources Mm -hmm. and shadow sources in a vector file but now they've made it to where basically you just put your background in and then you put in a light source. You can just draw like the, he drew like a white rectangle, mm-hmm. right, in the bottom, and then clicked a button and it's made that white rectangle a light source. Mm-hmm. So it's shown a gradient in like the right kind of very realistic way, right? Yeah, yeah. It's and hard to explain. <laughs> it is hard to explain. Yeah. It makes perfect sense what I'm saying. Yeah, it, but yeah I'm just because I've seen it. <laughs> I mean, the example he had where he had the word light. And um, every letter in light had like a like a light like like as if a light bulb would have it or like mm-hmm. a neon sign, and then he had um, like a circular shape that looked like like a moon thing, and it, and like it basically his whole artboard artboard looked like a, like a sun like, like a, a yeah sign. like like a sign, and then he he had a little uh, like a vector shape of himself, and he did like a silhouette like a black silhouette, and it looked like almost like there was a man putting up a like a like a light a bulb or something yeah circle yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's crazy because it was all done on illustrator it's a flat file you know it's flat file it's a 2d but it looks like mm. like it could have been a photo or something it's like it's realistic and it has that graphical thing at the same time it's just gonna yeah. make um making illustrator files for designers a mm-hmm. so much easier and just more it's just gonna be more cre- more creative work yeah. right yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it looks like a lot of fun to play around with for sure 
Okay, so we've got another one. Uh, took us a minute to find it, but it's called About F- Project About Face. So basically, I think this addressed something we were all thinking about. Like we, some of these other, we know, but some of the other things that they brought up, where it basically allows you to uh, do these like, like the the one with the mm-hmm. bird. Like it basically allows you to just fake photos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which brings up a lot of ethical concerns sometimes. You yeah. know, there's a lot of what they call deep fake photos that basically can make anyone like look like the president and make them say anything yes, they want yeah. and it's terrible but this basically accounts for that and it allows you to put in a photo into the system and it will tell you if it's likely to have been manipulated or not so <laughs> what do you guys think of this i think all the instagram models are <laughs> screwed <laughs> yeah basically yeah yep this one this one's really really cool because um I think, let's say you're a famous photographer and you put something up, you want to know that your work isn't being, like, uh, copyrighted and manipulated in the smallest way so that, like, you can't tell that it's not your work, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, well, yeah. So it's, like, it's examining pixels and, pixel and, and like, if working in Photoshop, it's all pixel-based. So whenever you mess around with the pixels, obviously the small little pixels change. So the system just scans an image, and if the pixels have changed, it it tells you like it tells you this is what percentage of that it, that it might be that it's been manipulated, mm-hmm. and then you can um, like undo it or revert back, which was the cool thing where he took up where yeah. he took a picture of Paul and he like he made his eyes crazy and he <laughs> shrunk his mouth and he grew his forehead, and then the 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 system said it was 100% manipulated and then it took it back yeah it was you were able to see exactly where yeah, yeah, where yeah. it was manipulated yeah. in yeah, the photo yeah like a heat map on the yeah. face of like yeah. what looked the most manipulated so. and you could also undo it yeah that's yeah. that to me is so just crazy back to what they like were. without using without putting it back in photoshop mm. you can automatically undo the manipulation yeah, yeah. Oh, that! Oh, Instagram models are screwed. Yeah. If you can see exactly yeah. what they really That's, look like. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I'm excited about this one. A little bit of a schadenfreude there. Okay, so what we've got next is called Project Soundseek. And this one is really good for podcasters like myself. Because, <laughs> like, I remember when I first started, I did a lot of ums and ahs and stuff. I still do every now and then. But what this does is it basically, it can find those uh, uh, <laughs> um, oh, what was funny about this one though is the guy came out to introduce it, and he was, yeah. he was, he was a good actor. He was yeah, trying he was, to. Yeah. I thought he was nervous. He came yeah. out. He's like, so, um, uh, thank you for, uh, and we're like, oh, this is gonna be bad. Yeah. But then he was just he was putting yeah. on an act, so he could like isolate those uhs and ums, and basically it it finds them, it tracks them, it seeks them out, and destroys them. It just can take a repetitive sound and then find other instances of it and then get rid of it like that so podcasters are rejoicing (laughs) right about now Uh, okay so awesome audio let's see what this one was Uh, for Adobe Audition oh this one was interesting it's it's a good like sound cleanup yeah kind of thing yeah yeah I remember this one Uh, uh, the the guy that was presenting, he he did an example of a clip where he walked into a room and then they told him that he couldn't uh, 
he had to he leave. He wasn't allowed to be oh, yeah. in the room. <laughs> Someone comes into the room. He and was asks, like, "Hello, my name is blah blah yeah. blah," and blah, and then the, the guy comes walking in and he's like, "You can't be in this room. Like, you can't <laughs> be speaking in this room." Yeah. And you could delete that sound. It was pretty. It was like similar yeah. to the to the previous one. The yeah, and I think the other thing that's different about it is it uh, basically figured out what was messing up the audio. Mm-hmm. Like if you, the example the he gave, sounds. yeah, he gave like if you forgot to use the right microphone or something, yeah. if you're, if you're recording, but it was just your computer mic yeah. versus yeah. the external mic, it can basically find the distortion and just get rid of it. Make it a clean, clean noise, yeah. basically. Exactly. I mean, like in terms of audio, like it's, it can make and break a project or a video. So like they're taking these like specific moments that they're of audio and they're just like making it so much better that and it, like in in his examples the ones he would play they would be so hard to listen to and then when he would like he would we call it awesomeize he would like click a button <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and then would awesomeize it and then like it would sound so much better so much enjoyable yeah we need an awesomeize button for this podcast <laughs> <laughs> all right, I think that's all we got, guys. Thank you so much for sitting in with me. It's been a lot of fun. And Thank uh, you. yeah, so how, what's Nick like behind the scenes? People want to know. <laughs> He's as active and as awesome, awesome as you awesome as, as you imagine him to be. He's, he's the best. Well, yeah. that's that's great to know. So, all right, well, thanks, guys, and hope you've had a great time at Max and Thank uh, you. get Thank back you, safely, of course. Awesome. All right, I really enjoyed talking to those guys. That was awesome. Um, <laughs> And tell them I said hi. I will. Nick? That worked out right. great, man. We were multitasking as much as we could there, you know? That's fun. Yeah, and they did great. Like, I was I was worried, like, okay, what are we all going to talk about with this? But, no, they were uh, – we had a, we had a great conversation, so. Yeah, and the oh, fun part, yeah. too, was that left our booth completely unmanned, so I had – we had two other students watching it at the same time. <laughs> and they were, like, yeah. loving it because they're, like, they're, like, representing us at our booth, and they, they talked to a lot of good listeners and everything, so it was really fun. <laughs> yeah. And if we met you guys at Adobe Max, if you were there and you met us at the booth, um, it was great meeting you. That's the best part of it for me. Yeah. Is meeting I our agree. listeners and, you know, seeing who, like, actually make face to face connections with the people who listen. I love that stuff. So, yeah. 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 And speaking of uh, connections, we do have a question coming up from somebody, an audio question. But before that, FreshBooks. FreshBooks makes ridiculously easy to use cloud accounting software. For agencies and freelancers like us that just help you work smarter, get organized, and get you paid quickly. Uh, They basically make it super easy just to send out these really professional-looking invoices with minimal effort on your part. You know, just tell them you're putting your colors, pop in your logo, and all of a sudden you look like a real business, right? You're not pulling the janky like uh, just downloading and making up a fake invoice number. Thing of the past, Never need it again. So FreshBooks has got you covered, and they basically have, okay, they've got automated late payment reminders, which are great. So if you if someone's late paying, uh, you can avoid that awkward conversation with your clients. They'll do it for you. And their support is world class. That's where you were, Mikkel, while we were at Max. You were just on the phone with FreshBooks <laughs> chatting it up. <laughs> One you. long phone call for three days. Exactly. <laughs> Mikkel just she just calls them and they, they pick up and you're like, what you thinking about? <laughs> what you doing? <laughs> All right. So to, to claim your 30-day unrestricted free trial, go to freshbooks.com slash deeply graphic and enter deeply graphic design in the how did you hear about us section. Again, 30 free days, you guys. Go to freshbooks.com slash 
deeply graphic and enter deeply graphic design in the how did you hear about us section. All right, so we have an audio question. Hello, everyone. My name is Belle, and the question I have for you is how do you work in collaboration with other people? I feel a little bit scared even about working with someone else because I don't know, well, first of all, where to find them. Secondly, um, money. I have no idea how I to work around the money thing. I mean, do I tell my client? Do I not? Um, is it like a 50-50? I really don't know. So I need your enlightenment. You guys are fantastic at doing that. And I know, I know that you have a lot of experience doing this. So please, light my way, senseis. You guys have a great day. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. All right, Bill, thanks so much for submitting that question. That was really nice. Um, so, yeah, I've got a lot of experience working with other people, and I think that you guys do as well, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So there's several things at play here. I don't know if we're going to get to everything you're asking about, but you're asking... How do you find them? Well, there's so What's many the ways to payment? go about this. I mean, yeah. you've saw it differently than I ever have, for yes. example, Wes. Um, and I don't, I don't believe it's a right or wrong, but maybe that's okay. Maybe she's just kind of collecting experiences. Yeah, and it definitely depends, too, what kind of person you're looking for. Are you looking for a, someone yes. to partner with or are you looking for a subcontractor? Like, these mm -hmm. are different mm -hmm. things. Yeah. Like, I will assume you're looking for more of a subcontractor and not a someone to partner with. Because I feel like the yeah. partner thing is um, probably not a great idea in most and that's cases. That's a much bigger topic that you yeah. probably got to get maybe, you know, like a, a, um, an LLC or something together where you, you're legally splitting the company or whatever. So maybe the conversation is more like you're saying subcontractors, finding them. Yeah. Are, are you support. keeping it behind the scenes yeah. or not? Right? Yeah. With your yeah. client. So what do you guys have to say about it? We have touched on this a few times before. Um, like I said, my experience is a little bit different than yours, Wes, but I I work with developers and um, not only junior designers, but designer designers, you know, that are don't have a, a niche particularly. They just kind of take are dependable, take care of everything. Um, and I will be honest and say it took me a long time to get here. I can't tell you how many people... I've gone through that just didn't hit the mark. I yeah. mean, I was having to, Jason calls it Michaelize all of their work. <sighs> if not redo it myself yeah. prior to deliverable um, deadlines. So it can be very frustrating. Once you find somebody, it's a big fat, oh, you know. Yeah, for sure. It, it does oh, yeah. feel nice. But at the same time, um, I absolutely suggest not putting all eggs into one basket don't find the one individual and solely work with them if it feels good. You have to have backups. You have to have, mm -hmm. um, you know, a, a, a few, I, I would suggest. And I never have um, – I do sometimes wait for clients to pay up before I pay support. Sometimes I don't because I want to keep them rolling and keep the in incentive mm – -hmm going in a good positive way. I want them to know that they'll get paid for their work straight away. I don't, I, I work with designers that bill my same rate and I bill with designers that bill a bit lower 
and you just kind of have to know when to pull the these particular individuals into specific account projects you know it 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 take it's a bit of a learning curve to kind of figure that out i do communicate with my clients that i am working with support on stuff i mm-hmm. i don't think it's a good idea to keep that from your point of contacts with these accounts um I, I, I do think there are exceptions with that, but by and large, I always am transparent about that. And I do let them know that I always have my fingers on the product before yeah. it goes to them. And that feels yeah. a little bit more rest assured for them, it seems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think have that's you guys the found more... that to be? Yes. And I think that's the more important thing. Like, feel, I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong or anything. I'm not saying I'm right. But what I do... When I have support, I don't necessarily tell my clients, oh, by the way, I'm outsourcing this part of it. I take responsibility for all of it. You yes. know what I mean? So yes. it's like whether they know it or not, it's passing my eyes and my standards yes. before it ever gets to them. Yes. So whether I've worked on it or just approved it really doesn't – I don't feel like that matters to the client. And I think that's – if I told the client all about that, then it's like – how the showing them how the sausage is made and it just confuses them a little bit and they don't know what to make of it necessarily. So oh, you I don't over communicate. That's absolutely true. Yeah. You don't you, you keep it simple because you don't want it to become a concern. You just right. say what yeah. needs to be said. I mean, I yeah, I don't if if you go into too much detail about before and after support has their hands on any project of theirs, that is too much detail. They just yeah. need to be to feel confident that you're going to get it done. And I just don't I don't say I do this, they do this. I just say we mm-hmm. a lot in conversation. Yeah. And it seems to be enough. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I say like we it, as well because – Yeah. And they actually speak with my copywriter in most cases. They'll always have a copy call yeah. so that they know someone else is doing that. And actually like most of the time, even when I – if I have someone else doing like a, any kind of design work, I will say like, yeah, my designer is doing this. I don't make the distinction of saying, by the way, this designer is not a full-fledged employee. (laughs) I just kind of say, like, my designer. You You limit the information being shared. Yeah, exactly. I I agree, yeah. I I, I tend to, if they are facing the client, meaning the the client's client's going to meet them in some kind of a uh, meeting or if it's on-site, like, particularly if I'd say the most times I've hired are the illustration people, to help in a project that I'm on. And that's a given that it's probably not, that illustration is not mine. So if they have to meet them, I will vet them out much more uh, kind of in detail at the beginning before bringing them in, that they are people that are great in front of clients. They can kind of, you know, um, talk through the design process and all that kind of stuff. So that's one side, like if the client is going to meet them, if they're not, then again, they go through the same amount of kind of like vetting, but it's just for me. Like, you know, like I want to make sure yeah. they're going to be good enough to come on board with this. I don't share too much with the client because, again, like, you, again, there's stuff they don't need to know. So I don't want to confuse them or get them make it sound like a complicated process. Right. But when I do have them, uh, I'm a little more uh, – I put the, my, the PDF or the turnover package I hand over to them to even see if they're interested has pretty much everything in there that would be possibly – uh, ask, they'd ask a question about, cause I want them upfront to know one, it's a fixed rate. Like 
this is it, can you do it for this price, 100%, this timing, meaning here are the checkpoints, and two, are you good with the price uh, when you're gonna get paid? Like, so that changes every time because it might be a client I'm on retainer with, it might be uh-huh. a client, that it might be a huge reward at the end, but maybe I still gotta pay this person right, right. Uh, in 30 days, and it's just, that's a relationship between us, or sometimes, it's a big, a big amount and it's coming from the client and I got to wait till then to pay that person. So it's always yeah. different. Uh, my biggest thing is just being as clear as you can with them at the beginning. Uh, so when they do say yes, Mikel or yes, Wes, I'm going to work with you. They know everything. And cause I just hate the surprises. I hate them going like, uh-huh. when am I getting paid? Like, you know, sure. yeah. Yep. Yeah. So it, yep. it took a few of those to go through. And plus I, I, I remember hiring freelancers all the time at, at the company I worked with. That's where you really learn. Like they are, you know, independent contractors, hundred percent, and they just—they're yeah. trying their best. They're juggling three or four, so yeah. make it as easy for them as possible too. True. Yeah. And I, yeah. the way I usually handle payment with them is, I—I I generally hire people who are less expensive than I am, and mm-hmm. then I, you know, mark up their rate basically because I'm taking risk. Because what I hardly ever do is wait for like I, when I hire someone. I basically am doing that at my own risk. If I were to get stiffed, I still owe yeah. payment to that person. So yeah. that risk is part of the reason why I great point why I mark it up, right? You because it's charged. like yeah, because it's like you're you're taking on risk, and I'm being compensated for that risk to some degree. Yeah, it's and very I'm being, seldom that I won't. I agree. Right. Yeah, and I'm managing that person. True. It's not like I don't want to break yeah, even on their work. You know what I mean? No. It's not, mm-hmm. yeah. It's not apples to apples. Yeah. So that's how I handle um, it. And in terms of finding them, I usually, you know, I either use my connections mm-hmm. on, you know, from either this podcast or LinkedIn or just people I know or I'll go on Upwork, something like that. That's a good yeah, idea. Yeah, you've mentioned Upwork yeah. before. I've had luck with Behance like so mm. much because of just the That's fact awesome. that I think people are showcasing their their true uh, uh, scope, what they do, what's their what's their specialty, and if you can see it in their project things. And something tells me that if they're on there, um, again, they're going to be presentable. They're going to yes. be good. Like everybody I've contacted through that or Dribble or something like that is just they're more they're like I'm ready, let's go. And I'm like, wow, yeah. that's that's what you want to hear when you call that person. Not like, uh, tell me more about your job. You know, you know <laughs> you're the last like in the call right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> Not what you want to hear. Yeah. All right, cool, Bella. Hopefully that was helpful. And keep sending in those questions to questions at the deependdesign.com. We love getting them. We especially love the audio questions. So that's why Bell just uh, crept up right to the front of the line right there. So <laughs> keep them coming. And uh, so we've got an extra surprise for you because this episode is all about the best of Max. So we're not stopping here. What we've got for you at this point is um, interviews that Nick and I did with some of our the best booths that we saw. Not in terms of the design of the booth, but just Their interesting services. services, interesting products that possibly you might want to think about. And no, these are not sponsored deals by any means. We just thought these were interesting companies, and we thought you would get a lot out of uh, our conversations with them. So go ahead and take a listen. All right, cool. All right, we're here with Ronin, correct? Yeah, that's right. Awesome. And you are from? From Powtoon. Powtoon. P-O-W-T-O-O-N. Exactly. Tell us why 
our listeners need to check out your app and, and everything you do here. Okay. So, in a nutshell, what do we got? Yeah, so Powtoon is a platform for creating short video and animation, animation and, and presentations. Yes. So if you are in marketing, if you are in learning and development, if you are a small business owner, if you are in internal communication uh, or in sales, you got to check us out. Good. Because uh, what, what Powtoon enables you to do is to uh, communicate more effectively mm -hmm. when you want to be heard, when you want to, uh, uh, when you have something, uh, a message that you want to, uh, uh, you know, convey very clearly, you got to use video. Good, video yes. is the way of, the, of today and of the future, of course. Of course. So Powtoon has been used by more than 25 million users since it was founded about seven years ago. Great. Uh, we got half of our users are from the education space and half from businesses, small businesses and, and large businesses including companies like Accenture, like PwC, NASA uses us wow. for uh, training their uh, 76,000 employees. So uh, we're a do-it-yourself platform. You don't need to be a designer. You don't need to be a video uh, creator. You don't need to have any technical skills. If you know how to use uh, Google Slides or PowerPoint, Perfect. you're 80% there. So you're making more interactive slides for presentation. For presentation Correct. and video, and yeah, video. it's right. actually one of the only tools where you can have both functionality. Great. You create a video, but you can also stand in front of an audience and talk through the video Beautiful. in that presentation mode. Oh, perfect. Okay, cool. So a typical designer would find you, use you to use their slides, convey the message better to, let's say, a client or an audience. Yeah, and also if you're a if you're a designer, if you're somebody who's a, you know professional sure. and you're using Photoshop. We actually here at Adobe presenting our plugin for uh, Photoshop, so you can take your static designs yes. and and in a in a minute really you know transform them into Powtoon and automatically you're going to be created a, uh, creating a video. Wow! And that video you can first of all share with your colleagues or with your manager to show them, hey, this is the design that I made in a more fun way, more interactive way. Uh, or you can also work to create a social post or something like that. Really depend on what was the yeah. design about. Yeah. So pretty easy to use and it's very, very fun and, and cool. Perfect. Where should they go to check it out? Okay, go to www.powtoon.com. Perfect. P-O-W-T-O-O-N.com. You're a pro. <laughs> Thanks, Ronnie. <laughs> Thank you. Awesome, man. I'm here with Summer Fang from uh, Top Level Design. How's it going, Summer? Good. How are you, Wes? I'm doing great. Good. So. Talk to us about our design. We've got a design community. Uh, why the dot design extension? Tell us about it. Yeah, so dot design, the idea was basically introduced to uh, the internet community back in 2012 when uh, ICANN, which is the governing organization of the internet in the US, it's called ICANN. ICAN. Right. They opened up applications for uh, neo domain extensions, and dot design was one of them. And it became available a few a few years ago, actually about five years ago. And we started to go to design communities like such as like Adobe Max and uh, some other design communities uh, across the country. And we think it's great for designers or creatives and also agencies. And yeah. they are um, nowadays. You can see Airbnb Design. Uh, Airbnb is actually one of the early adopters of the domain. Um, so what well. do they do with what does Airbnb do with the dot design? Is that just like a yeah? That's a great question. So when we found out, they basically created it as like a re recruiting tool. 
So they will recruit uh, new hires and new talent from the Airbnb.design domain and their website. So okay. if you go to Airbnb.design, you will see they are talking about their community culture, their company culture, how their design department is doing, what they're doing to serve the community. Because you know Airbnb yeah. is very community oriented and they're also using it to recruit talents. Right, that's awesome. Yeah. So th obviously this would be kind of a layup for any designer who uh, can't get their name on a .com because those yeah, are all right. taken, right? Yes, so, most of them. Yeah, so like your portfolio site would be mm -hmm. amazing, and, you know, summerfang.design. Uh, design, exactly. yeah, absolutely, yeah. A lot of people doing that, that's uh, one of the main purpose we are here is to yeah. encourage designers to either use their first last name or first name or last name dot design or their personal brand. Like if you have a project, uh, one person came up, I think their brand is one fresh banana and okay. she got one fresh banana dot design and yeah. she's planning to move her website from the dot com name to dot design. So for people nice. who don't, who have like common first last name, so say Sam Smith, then they probably don't have samsmith.com anymore, right. but they still have a chance to get a dot .design domain. Yeah, like I yeah. don't have that common of a name, Wes McDowell, but I had to, my .com was gone off the market for years. Yeah. I yeah. just was able to get it, so. Oh, wow, well, congratulations. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, <laughs> it's still the most recognized domain. Yeah. So it's not like it's out of fashion, but right. .design is more, it's better for more the community. Cutting edge. Yeah. yeah, totally. What would you say to people, because there's, people would say like the .com is like, people like kind of expect to go there. So what would you say about if someone were to say like dot design might be confusing for people? Like, do you still think it's? Um, if it was like five years ago or four years ago, it yeah. could still be confusing. But I think nowadays, because there are more and more people uh, getting used to new domains. So dot yeah. design is just one of the hundreds of them. So people would get dot studio these days. And if you go to movie theaters, you'll see uh, say, I'm just making it up, the Jaws.movie. Oh, so that's right. movie is a new one, and people could also get the app, so the app. People see those more and more these days as yeah. well. Um, so I wouldn't say it's a total stranger to the world now, yeah. and people are getting more comfortable with the idea of using a new extension. I, especially with all the new, yeah, like dot app, dot movie, it, it does make sense that I feel like in a, even if not today, like in a year, like it's going to be yeah, much more. Absolutely. People and if be, you are a programmer, you would recognize dot dev, right. dot dev, yeah, yeah, and dot studio, like you said, and dot photography as well. That's, yeah. that's cool. So uh, does top level design, do you have multiple extensions or is it just dot design right now? Oh, that's a brilliant question. We do. So the uh, the company that owns domains, they're called a registry. Yeah. So top level design is a registry and we own dot design, that's our anchor domain. Okay. Uh, we also own dot INK, dot ink. That's cool. Um, yeah, so if you're a writer or like tattoo a tattoo, <laughs> yeah, tattoo artist, exactly, yeah. you would like to have like dot ink. Uh, we also own dot wiki, so it has like community focus there, like W-I-K-I. Uh, it's not associated with Wikipedia at all or right. Wikimedia, but it's a dot wiki domain. So if you are like Adobe.wiki, then maybe it's, I'm just making it up, but right. it could be like someone works at Adobe and they got it for a community. Uh, yeah. And the company also recently, um, not recently, but the company does own .gay, 
Okay. And the company is launching that game next year. Okay. Yeah, it's not available yet, nice. but the news has been like let out, um, at least in the internet industry, that uh, the public or the market is gonna see that game at some point next year. Okay. Wow. It's like. Everything's coming around. Yeah. Here we so go. yeah. So we have four <laughs> domains on the portfolio: dot design, okay. dot ink, dot wiki, and dot game. Oh, cool. Nice. So where can people go to get their own uh, dot design? So dot design is available uh, at most of the registrars. So okay. people are most familiar with GoDaddy, sure. Namecheap, uh, and uh, Squarespace as well. Okay. Uh, but here we're using porkfun.com to promote dot design, which okay. is also like a registrar. Uh, it's like the food, the Chinese dim sum pork bun. Okay. Um, but it's a registrar, it's porkbun.com. So oh, cool. people, if they come by our booth here, uh, they can get a um, .design domain. Oh, and awesome. uh, porkbun.com is located in uh, Portland, Oregon. Oh, cool. And so you can So, say, but if anyone listening, they can get it just on GoDaddy or whatever. They, they can. can get it anywhere. Yes, okay. porkbun is lower price. But okay. uh, GoDaddy is also available. Oh, that's yes. another good question. So dot .design, is that more expensive than a .com or? Yes. I know it kind of changes, but... Yes, it is. So the simple answer is yes, it's okay. more expensive. Uh, but here at the conference, it's free. Oh, okay. Um, so if people want to stop by and snatch that free .design domain, now is a good time. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. All right, yeah. cool. Well, thanks, Summer. This is awesome. No, thank people you so much. People will definitely enjoy hearing that. All right, so we're here at Creative Spaces with David. David, good to meet you. Hello, nice I, to meet already, you, Nick. You as well. I already got your lowdown, and you're quite the salesman on this, so we're going to give it another <laughs> shot. <laughs> Thank I you. I think this is perfect. Tell our listeners what your platform is and what the advantages are for designers. All right, so MediaValet is a 100% cloud-based digital asset management system. Mm -hmm. We're primarily for mid to enterprise organizations to manage all their digital assets from a simple photos all the way up to 2D and 3D CAD files. Right. Now, Creative Spaces is one of our products that we've built for creative themselves. Mm -hmm. So it's a desktop application that helps them and creative directors manage all their creative files throughout the creative process. So Perfect. source files, work in progress, and final files. Then the final files get uploaded to MediaValet, which is the enterprise digital asset management system, mm -hmm. to be sharing assets throughout the entire organization Perfect. and externally. So you upload the stuff, get the content in there, great, all approved by the, you and the design team, and then the, it goes to another stage where now the company can use it exactly. and take those assets. Tell me a little bit, you were mentioning searchability and all that other stuff, how, how fantastic this works. Oh, this is the beauty of AI nowadays. Yeah. So using artificial intelligence, we're able to color detect, face detect, object detect, text detect, and enable creatives and users of the digital asset management system to be able to search assets that way. So instead of going through and browsing through your server structure and that, yeah. instead of doing that, you can now keyword search. Right. So you open up Creative Spaces on your desktop application, you'll go through and you'll search, find assets you want to create a brochure within the space, add that in, do your ideation. Once Perfect. you've selected the files you want, you drag and drop them into InDesign, and we're tracking and backing up all the work in progress and source files by project, mm -hmm. also by creative. So for the rest of time, you can always go back and find those assets as well as work in progress using version control and all that. Great. Find those projects. Perfect, man. Any success stories with like, let's say designers that have uh, taken this into their agencies and then showed it off to clients? Do they just wow them with this? this yeah, the, the it's of this? the beautiful thing with the web nowadays, mm -hmm. media valet and just the cloud, is we're able to really visually show off assets. Gotcha. So instead of showing a folder structure and bringing out the odd asset, 
you can bring up two, three, two hundred or two thousand assets, all nice big thumbnails, and it doesn't matter Beautiful. what asset it is. It could be a two D or three D file, but it's all thumbnails. They can like zoom that. in, zoom out, spin around a full eight K video, or just two hundred photos. Amazing. Yeah, and guys can. For us, it's a terabyte or 500 terabytes. It doesn't matter. We're wow. in 54 data center regions around the world, all Microsoft owned and controlled because Microsoft Azure. Yep. Right. So highest level redundancy, highest level of security, highest level of scalability on the planet. Perfect. Where can they go and check you out to oh. kind of uh, test it out? Great question. Thank you for not <laughs> letting me forget. I, that's number one importance. Come on. <laughs> go to mediavalet.com. Perfect. All right. Thanks, David. Awesome. Thank you, Nick. Nice Excellent talking job. to you. You as well. All right, I'm here with Mitchell Schneider at JPEG Mini. What's going on, Mitchell? Good, Wes. How you doing? Doing good. You having a good time here? It's actually a pretty decent show. Yeah. There's nothing like Adobe Max. There's nothing like it. My third year. But So what is a JPEG Mini and why, uh, why would designers need to know about it? So JPEG Mini is kind of like this hidden secret that a lot of photographers, creatives um, use to help them upload images faster, to help them with storage space. Um, they want their websites to load faster. Mm -hmm. We're that competitive advantage that a lot of companies don't want to admit that they use okay. um, uh, for their websites to make it load faster. So what JPEG Mini does, we actually compress the JPEG photos while keeping the resolution high, keeping the metadata, the exit data, and the DPI as normal. So because the image file size is so much smaller, you can actually um, upload your photos much faster and it saves a lot of uh, storage space. That's awesome. So how does someone use this? Like, is it built into Photoshop and stuff, or is it like an extra plugin? How do you even use it? So JPEG Mini really has three components to it. Okay. The first one is a standalone product, which basically means any archives that you might have with JPEG Mini, you can simply drag and drop the folders into JPEG Mini. It'll optimize the images and place them back to where it belongs. Okay, it's, a, it's like a online-based compressing Compression. But it actually sits on your computer. So, okay. So it's a standalone software for your computer, so this is great for your archives. Um, now, if you're working in Lightroom, we have a Lightroom plugin mm -hmm. that sits at the end of the export process. So once, if you're working on a raw photo or whatever it may be, um, during the export process, it's converted into JPEG. It, you can put your watermarks, whatever might be on it. At the final step before it's exported, it goes to our JPEG Mini Light, uh, Lightroom plugin. So you're getting the same high-res image at a much smaller file size. So you don't have to take any extra steps in your workflow. The third part is that we actually have also a Photoshop extension. So if you're doing any editing in Photoshop itself, simply click on the JPEG Mini export button and it'll um, export out of Photoshop. Same high-res photo, smaller image uh, nice. file size. Let me ask you this just for my own personal benefit. Do you have any kind of plug-in with, with like WordPress where you can... Uh, so you know, basically compress the files right there? So that's something that's in our product roadmap, is actually okay. looking into creating a uh, plugin for, for WordPress. Okay. But we'll, we'll, we'll get there. Nice. That yeah. sounds awesome. Thanks for talking to us, Mitchell. Thanks, Wes. It's yeah. great meeting you. Absolutely. All right. So we are here with FontSelf, hey. and we're here with Mohammed, correct? Yeah. Awesome. Nice so to meet you. You as, good, you as well. Tell our listeners a little bit about your service, your, your app, and why they need to try out Self. Okay. Yeah. So first, I want to apologize for my English because I'm French. And you sound it's not perfect. Amazing, so we, I hope everybody. Good accents that. do really well on our podcast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you're good. Yeah, thank you, Nick. <laughs> so we are FontSelf. We are a plugin that runs in Photoshop and Illustrator that mm -hmm. uh, allow all graphic designers to make their own font. The yes. idea here is to 
make the phone creation process as easy and as fast as possible. Great. And to uh, avoid for graphics designers to learn new tools, to create their own phone, so we decided to run inside Photoshop and Illustrator. All you need is just to be able to draw your own alphabet or to vectorize something you, you made on the paper. Yes. And you turn it into a font in a couple of seconds. So you take the vector art, basically. You lay out your all the letters, yeah. upper, lowercase, whatever you need. Yeah. And then that's turned into your software, and it becomes an actual usable font. Yeah, absolutely. You, you select your shapes, you drag and drop them into our panel, and that's it. You can export a font file that you can use and share. So you can also go further and edit the spacing, the kerning, create ligatures, alternates. So it's a, it's a phone crashing tool that is running inside Photoshop and Illustrator. And we have uh, already uh, tens of thousands of, uh, of users that are making great projects. That's great. Yeah, maybe we, we, you, you've um, heard about the Gilbert fonts. Yes. It's an amazing font created for, um, based on the color of the pride uh, Flag. Yes, it's, it has been made in front self. Oh wow! And, uh, by a graphic designer. And so, well, the, uh, the, all the samples you guys are showing here, and I know this is hard to show, but obviously, if they go to your website, they can see some of these examples of what people yeah. did. But what's the main advantage to a designer who makes their own font? What's what what what, what, what success stories have you heard from users <coughs> when they make their own font for maybe even a, a client? Yeah, but so I consider that creating a font is a. a a talent, a latent talent that is locked yes. because the tools are too complicated. Correct. So we unlock this uh, new skill for graphic designer, and so you can you can uh, sell a font. Sometimes we have some we have some graphic designers who are uh, creating an alphabet, and then to compose words, they have to copy and paste Correct. all the, the letters. So you don't need this anymore. You just need to create it, to turn it into a font, and that's it. We have. So users who are creating fonts for clients. Yes. We are. We have also users that create fonts and sell them. For oh, instance, good. yeah, okay. in, uh, on Creative Market, you have a lot of fonts, mostly uh, color color font and bitmap fonts. Yes, and, I uh, see so a lot of those. I saw some on your screen. Yeah, and I'm like, you have, uh, I've seen them at Creative Market. Yeah, the, <laughs> one of the most famous is Avalon. Yes, it's a bitmap font. It has been made by. Uh, 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 one of our users, and uh, it's a huge success. So, as a question, as a uh, as a novice to this, and I've always wanted to make a, f a few fonts. I've looked into some softwares. I think they looked a lot more complicated than what I see on yours. But the Avalon here is a nice brushy watercolor. So, does that become is that built more in Photoshop as opposed to let's say the Gilbert one, which is very graphic and vector? So, is it can you build on either app and then you vectorize them? Is that yeah. how it kind of works? <clears throat> Actually, you. You can create vector fonts in uh, Illustrator mm -hmm. and bitmap fonts in Photoshop. There you go. Okay, so that's the difference. Yeah, Perfect. absolutely. Yeah. Where would our listeners go to check it out? Where should they go and check you out website-wise? Fontself.com. That's it. And uh, all the information you need uh, are there. And we will be happy to, to answer their, qu their questions because we have a, a small bubble and they can chat with us. Great. So we are based in Paris and we, <coughs> we reply uh, days of end nights to their questions. Fantastic. So it's fontself.com. Fontself Check it out. Perfect. Thanks a lot, Mohammed. Thank you, Nick. All right, man.